It's Tuesday. You know what that means. Welcome in the highly disputed here on WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, except for last week, I guess, <laughs> Ryan Stickle. Well, you were here. I was here in spirit and on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I, had, uh, I fled the country for a few days into Texas. Ryan Stickle. I don't remember uh, if I said your name before then, but uh, no, they they know they know yeah, they, they know, know. They, it's Tuesday. They know what that means. They know who it is. You know what we're about. Yeah, yeah. It's that time of the week. You know <laughs> you what time know what it we're is. About. Uh, so how was how was the trip? The trip. Um, it was fun. It was relaxing. A uh, lot saw lots of sights. Went to yeah. lots of restaurants, lots of bars. Saw lots of things happening. It was uh, it's quite the experience. The yeah. South. The South. Mm, man, the South is, is a different place. Uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dallas and Atlanta, right? Yes, Dallas and Atlanta. Dallas uh, Dallas is nice. I, I didn't expect too much. I mean, I figured it'd be a lot of, you know, it's a city. There's just lots of things to do. Lots of buildings. Lots of buildings. Lots of buildings. Was, you know, you never know. Went yeah. down. The food, you know, pretty good as expected. Um, But they had some nice little, like, little strips, little streets of, of fun you know, bars and clubs and restaurants, nice little pockets of fun that uh that's that's my vibe. I like just going place to place and just living it up. So that was cool. Um very beautiful city. Did not expect that either. But, you know, it's very flat in Dallas. Did not think that was the case. But it's I mean Yeah, that's not something that, you know, we're used to here on the East Coast. Yeah. Uh we're very especially West Virginia, we're used to mountains. Yes. Yes. And uh that's a, a thing always, you know, I was playing GeoGuessr a little earlier, and I was like, uh, anytime I would get, like, the Midwest of the United States, be like, this is so flat. Yeah. It's just so flat. Yeah, pretty much any rooftop you can just see. Just forever. out. Forever. Yeah, as long as there's not a building taller than where you're at, you'll see everything, as long as the horizon goes. Um, if you see a hill in Dallas, or in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you point it out, it's like, ah, the ah. hill. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool atlanta um i don't know i don't know about atlanta it was fun mm. yeah just See, the, i picture atlanta as being very fun never been yeah it's very fun i would say uh dallas what's what was surprisingly nice dallas traffic was n- n- not a problem at all the really? highways get a little backed up now and then but the highways are very separated from the street hmm. like they're they're all every all the highways are on like overpasses and bridges and stuff so the street street driving is just whatever you know atlanta's but atlanta right? atlanta traffic is i've is heard i've heard the horror stories yeah it's something else so we stayed out of like the main the main horrors of it um we went downtown i think one night hit a, a few bars and a restaurant um but other than that we kind of stayed up just just outside Outside Atlanta, the outskirts where everything's still nice, but you're still you're just avoiding the the chaos basically. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's fat. another thing about uh, not the uh, northeast is that everything is very spread out, not just flat. Because like for Texas, for instance, you know, you get Dallas, Houston. Like it probably takes, I'm gonna guess off the top of my head, takes four hours to get from Dallas to Houston. Or maybe like Dallas to San Antonio, Houston to San Antonio. Like the point being that the big cities in not the Northeast are very spread out. Yes, and Texas, very far apart. Very it, far apart. Texas looks obviously big on a map, and then 
in real life it's even bigger because it's just it's it goes on forever. I mean, yeah. it's it could be its own country. Uh, three hours, twenty one minutes, Dallas to Houston. Yeah. So, like here in West Virginia, we, you know, we're at the tip. We're the tip of the Eastern Panhandle here. Like it takes us a roughly three minute drive from where we are sitting currently to get into Maryland. Right. Uh, we're sitting at about an hour and a half from Washington D.C. and Baltimore. And maybe four hours tops to New York. You pass Philly along the way. We're maybe two and a half, two and a half, three hours from Philly. Yeah, because Philly can't be more than like an hour from Baltimore. So if you just right. if you go, I mean, you go into Baltimore, then up to Philly. That's still two and a half hours. So max. yeah, it's like only a couple. So it's like only a couple more hours to get to Boston. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh every, is like th- four three, hours from here. Pittsburgh is on three, and you can get under three hours to Pittsburgh if you if you book it too. So everything, yeah, everything's just here, like. Yeah, you never think, oh, I'm going to you know, let's say New York, which is a good drive, but you're never like, oh, I have to catch a flight, you know? Right. It's like, oh, New York, like okay, we driving, we flying, what are we doing? Some people don't like being in the car, but you know me, I mean, I love driving, you know. No. So yeah. I drive to like D.C., Baltimore, anywhere in that region. It's like, well, whatever. You now, know? here's an example of what I'm talking about as uh, the alternative. Oh no. Oregon and Idaho are next to each other. They're yes. border states. Mm-hmm. Portland to Boise, 436 miles. Oh. Six hours, 50 minutes. Oh. That's. We need to change the maps. We got to fix this. We got to. We, yeah, we need we to gotta, stretch out because it's. We like need we to need, reorganize. We think every. every One part is too short. Every <laughs> state's are like equal. Like everything looks very nice. Like, like you up. know, some are, some are a little bigger than others, but everything looks fairly even. Each each person, each state has its own little, little territory, but we got to. The Midwest and the what we got to stretch it out. You can kind of tell, like you know, we had our thirteen colonies at the beginning, where we were kind of like just just one group of a small bit of this land that we were on. We just kind of cut it up into thirteen different slices. Like we we were like, okay, clearly we can't just have like three territories. We got to split them up. Yeah, like thirteen. You know, cut you them know. up in the weirdest looking way possible. Right. But then when we started the Western expansion, you know, manifest destiny, all those great things that we've done, <laughs> uh, we kind of were just like, yeah, let's just take this hundreds of miles of land and claim it all for yeah. one one area. Yeah. Make it a giant triangle, or not triangle. Now, that would be a state. Giant rectangle. <laughs> when are we going to get the first triangle, triangular state? Vermont and New Hampshire are kind of triangles, almost. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm thinking, they like, because like you know how we, we have states that have very specific corners to them. I, yeah. need a, I need a triangle, straight up. That'd be great. Isosceles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so going to have it, like, meet and have... There should only be one state on that top, too, so it's, like, mm. it fits fits in... Yeah. Wait, no. We should just about. we should you know we redraw like voting districts and all that stuff. Let's just redraw all the states and see what happens. Yeah, and why? Yeah, I mean, I think a, a while ago we just stopped being like we decided we've had enough. Like we haven't added a new state in like fifty years or whatever. Whenever Hawaii yes. and Alaska were added, yeah, they were both. Uh, we just like we got 50s, to fifty, fifties or sixties. Yeah. We got to fifty and we were like, that's a nice round number. It's so even, all the, all the stars on the flag just yeah. nice and parallel. Break them up. That's what I was wondering the other day. I forget who I was talking with this about, but let's say we add, you know, D.C., Puerto Rico. Like, what if we add one or two of those? Do we put a star on the flag? Are we changing the flag again? Or is the flag forever how it is? Have have to? Do we have to? Like, the, mean, the, flag used, the flag, I assume, used to have 48 stars. Yes, but I'm just thinking the way just 
flags, everything's mass produced. Are we just yeah. are we going to rebrand America? I think our whole thing is that we don't rebrand. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's a good point. We're past yeah. the point of rebranding. Yeah. Long, 50, 50 stars just to represent, hey, we had 50 states one time. Honestly, I feel like that's the main reason a lot of people who are against like DC statehood, that's the reason. They don't want their They flag don't think about it. They don't think about it any further than I like 50. It must have been it's rough nice. back in the day. See, like, okay. honey, we need a new flag. <laughs> All right, so w- here's what we can do. We can keep 50 states. Mm. We can add DC. We got to get rid of one. Oh, wow. Who we get rid of? Relegation. Relegating back to a territory. Mm. We can add Puerto Rico. We can add DC. But two two states, you got to go. But you got to go to territories instead. See, you go. You now know. the easy answer would be Alaska and Hawaii. But I don't know. Hawaii's Alaska, nice. Honestly, an underrated one because a lot of people. To be are honest, go. Hawaii probably doesn't want to be a state because they no. didn't really want to be one in the first place. I mean, yes. I mean, it's its own. Hawaii is its own culture and right. is very far away. The fact that Hawaii is a state is like kind of a problem. And like Puerto Rico, we can leave Puerto Rico alone too. Honestly. Yeah. Me. Yeah, I would say Alaska is a sleeper pick because a lot of people would go to like Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, yeah, Idaho, Wyoming. What is the point of Alaska? Yeah, it's just Canada, but it's not even Canada. Canada probably hates Alaska. Yeah. Um, there's the the sun doesn't come up for months at a time. It's cold. It has to be cold all the time there. It, yeah. It can't be good. What has Alaska given us? Yeah. What have you done for me lately, Alaska? Sarah Palin. Yeah, that was real great stuff you did there. <laughs> um some sled dog movies have been based on the Iditarod. The Iditarod. There we go. That's your. That's the. Um, but you can keep that. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> we'll just move on from. I think we've moved past the need for Alaska. Society has moved past the need for Alaska. Honestly, really. You can. I mean, they, we can just let them move here. Hold on. Why don't we move everyone from Alaska to Montana? They'll love it so much more. They'll have sunrises and sunsets, and then Alaska, it can just be. It can just not exist. The governor of Alaska's name is Mike Dunleavy. Yes, I've wait. <laughs> Not the basketball player, and apparently, like, hold up. There's a Mike Dunleavy senior and junior that have played in the NBA. Yeah, and he is neither of them. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, basketball player turned politician, but no one cares because it's Alaska. But no, wow, <laughs> right? No, he's not. How about that? There's a third Dun- a third Mike Dunleavy. And he's running that state that is that an easy or hard job, Governor Alaska? I can't imagine it's that hard. I mean But no- I guess your your state is very spread out. Yeah, a lot of land. So if something goes wrong, it's like uh You gotta go all the way like if you're campaigning for governor of Alaska, do you have to go all the way around the campaign trail? Do you campaign at all? Because there's not that many people. Yeah. Do they have T V stations up there? How's that work? Do they watch television? It's a really good question. 731,000 is the population of Alaska. See, here's here's how we know that Alaska can be the one to go. It is a United it is a state in the United States and we don't we don't know anything about it. Yeah. The we're here like do they I don't know what's going on there. I it's, I don't know. I picture it as just a desolate wasteland. Just snow. It's and snow else. and it's dark and there's like a little shed. There's a family of four living in there. They always have a fire going. The kids play with sticks. But then they have to put them in the fire because it's too cold. That's all I know about Alaska. I mean, honestly, uh, like, what is the, what is the point of Alaska? Yeah. At all? What schools are in Alaska? Do they have good football programs? Anchorage there? University. 
Sounds mm. like that sounds like a thing. I uh, they D one. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Are there any D one schools? Imagine in Alaska? a school from Alaska making the like March Madness tournament. Right. Oh, they have like seven. What? What did I say? Seven hundred thousand people. Something yeah. like that. You think there's like schools here that have like tens of thousands of students at one university? What is the largest university in the United States? That's a good question. And how does it have more people than the state of Alaska? I'm going to say more people know, but I wonder what the minimum amount of universities... Probably pretty close, right? What's the minimum amount of universities we can add up to surpass Alaska? Because I feel like... I mean, you have the top. We'll see what the top is, and I think we'll... The University of Central Florida with 70,000. Central Florida, wow. Orlando. And they have how many? 71,000. Okay, so you figure 71,000 is the biggest block we're going to get. There's probably a bunch that are right below that. You got Texas A&M at 69,000. Nice. Uh, Ohio State at 61. Okay. FIU at 58. Wow. Then the University of Florida at 56. Georgia State at 53. So let's let's do some math here. I mean, we have to we we're in like the, the You're looking at 100 you're looking at 140 201 uh 260 about 315. I mean, we're getting there easy. 36 three, you're looking at about we're coming up on like 370 with the top 6. Wow. 420 or so with number 7. Yeah, we're almost there. So, so like I mean, about you, the top figure, ten, we could put together probably less less than fifteen schools and surpass Alaska alone. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So if we got rid of the state and even said we're not giving you to anybody, you don't exist, and we had to displace all those people, it really we just send them to college. <laughs> 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 go go to college, Alaska. <laughs> Get maybe, an education. Maybe because they don't have colleges, that's why these colleges have so many, is because they are containing all of Alaska. Here's the thing. Alaska is not even the least populous state. That's true. It's Wyoming. It uh, is. Wyoming has less. I don't know if it is Wyoming, but I I would have to think it might be. It, it, that's like, they're at like 500-some thousand. There can't be less than that, right? It's like 578,000. Yeah. 580,000 as of uh, 2021, it appears. Hmm. Yeah. So you could, I mean, there's so much land. Yeah. You could put Alaska in there, and I mean that'd be the state would thrive a little more, right? I mean, better, better yeah. economy. You like all uh, over double the uh, the population of Wyoming, right? Put Alaska in Wyoming. That's the that's our solution. Wow. Now, do we move the land and just place it on top, or are we are we just moving? We people? could do that. <laughs> now, based on what I've seen of the map distortions, Alaska. Is like half the United States. I'm pretty Alaska sure. Alaska is definitely if it's 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 a top two biggest state. I don't remember if Texas is bigger than it. I don't think it is, but yeah. I need to find this uh, this picture now because I've seen it and it's it's kind of <laughs> just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, so we take Alaska, right? We let's say we cut off like the little tails or the, the little ends that kind of stick out forever, little peninsulas. All right. If we placed it on, like, the west border of Ohio, it would reach all the way through Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) It takes up all my... So if we dropped Alaska on the United States, we could wipe out the entire Midwest. (laughs) 
some people would advocate for that. Oh no, let me see. Listen, I'm not. I'm no Midwest fan, but Alaska, no. Some people, not me. Six hundred sixty-three thousand square miles. Texas is only two hundred sixty-eight thousand square miles. That's a lot of miles. I have to say. Yeah. You're listening to Highly Geographic right now, uh, <laughs> bringing you the latest stats on Alaska. And by the, the latest, as if the square mileage is going to change. <laughs> and erosion, you never know. Yeah, you know. Climate change. Yeah. That's true. Might just break off. If enough of, the, if enough of that lands ice and it melts, I mean, that's still like... Have our, have we updated map, maps have we for considered that? that in Antarctica? We might. I don't know. Because it has to be smaller, right? Yeah. Like, not all that's just ice. Like, there's... I mean, not all that's just land. Like, ice... There's so much ice up there. You know, we haven't considered... You know, if we want to keep 50 states, that's what we do. We wait for Alaska to melt. That's a good point. And then we add D.C. Wow. I think that's that's the plan. We ca- That's why we can't add D.C. now. <laughs> it's because Alaska... Alaska hasn't melted It's yet. hanging on for dear life. Yeah. I guess that's why we're not doing anything about climate change. It's just like, that's the plan. That's what we got to wait. Yeah. As soon as it melts, though, listen. That's what... Yeah. We got windmills everywhere. There you go. We'll turn... <laughs> whatever land is left in Alaska... <laughs> windmill farms speaking of mike dunleavy uh, <laughs> and alaska oh the national basketball association uh what's yeah, that this is a sports show <laughs> is that a state uh big uh big injury in the in the nba last night yeah uh jamal murray went down and this was just after what Maybe ten, 10 games max. I don't even think it's that many of the, the Nuggets having Aaron Gordon after they dra- after they uh, traded for him, right? Uh, which was you know since they had added Gordon and they were running with that top four of uh, Gordon, Murray, Michael Porter Jr. and Nikola Jokic, they were looking like a title contender. Mm-hmm. They were just crushing it. And then Jamal Murray goes down with his torn ACL at the end of a game that it like didn't really. Like the game was already over. It was like ten seconds left or something. Yeah, ridiculous. It was like a minute left max, and yeah. the Nuggets were down by like nine, nine or so points mm-hmm. in a game where Steph Curry went off for fifty. Yeah, past Wilt on the all-time scoring list, I believe. Right. Yes, all-time leading scorer in Warriors history now. Wow. So it really sucks because the Nuggets like legitimately had a good chance to make it out of the west and get to yeah. the finals yeah they've been that kind of like second tier type team for like what three years now yeah um they i mean they've been right there and you know aaron gordon isn't the greatest player in the world but he was enough that it was like oh that was all you needed really to yeah, get over the hump because they, they're competing with the top teams they just can't beat them in a series they basically needed that third guy and uh to go with Jokic and Murray and Michael Porter Jr. has basically started to come on as that third guy but they also were kind of lacking this you know small ball power forward kind of guy that they lost with losing Jeremy Grant Mm -hmm. to the Pistons you know uh, Jeremy Grant was kind of like your LeBron the guy that you would have guard LeBron Uh, Paul Paul Millsap is not in his prime anymore so you kind of needed this guy, like the, the offense, the, the whole team as a whole just kind of needed this one last, you know, nudge over the finish line to right. be a really good, really good team. And they traded Gary Gary Harris and R.J. Hampton in a first round pick 
for Aaron Gordon, and it was looking great. But now Jamal Murray is a huge part of that team, so there you are. Especially how they've been in the playoffs. I mean, he just, when they need scoring, he just takes over. Yeah, It hasn't been Jokic in the playoffs, really, when they needed someone to be, like, the guy with the moments. Now, I think think this pretty much, you say this knocks them out of title contention. Yeah. Uh, The interesting thing is that it's looking like Nikola Jokic if all things stay the same, is going to win MVP this year. Uh, With uh, LeBron getting injured and missing some games, Embiid missing some games, and, you know, Giannis, you know, sharing the load a little more with... I I don't think there's anything Giannis could have done this year to get MVP again, no matter how well he played. Yeah, once you're that good and then you win it, you have to, like... Once you win one or two... You have to, like, get better after that. Yeah. And he's not at the position where he's going to get better. He can improve, but until he has, like, basically a super team, he's just going to be yeah. like, man. And then you have uh, James Harden with, uh, you know, had his rough start in Houston. <laughs> rough start. Yeah. And that, he's looked like an MVP since he's gotten to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But that rough start and, you know, the way that he left Houston is kind of, is it's just going to get him left off of MVP ballots. Yeah. So, and the thing with Giannis and all of their, that's just another example of like how MVP is really just a narratives award. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have good enough stats, but it's really yeah, more just, of a Basically narratives. just get like top three in most stats and then, yeah. Like have, if. Have a, have a like a title contender. Or, you know, have people like you, basically. Like, if LeBron hadn't gotten this uh, injury that's going to have him, that's had him missing games, and he's going to miss, you know, multiple weeks and, or, and, uh, you know, end up missing a solid percentage of the games for the regular season, LeBron had pretty much won the MVP before the season. Yeah. With the, you know, with the, Lakers winning in the bubble and LeBron not getting MVP last year when he was in the mm-hmm. top two. People were saying, you know, LeBron should have won this this many MVPs in his career already, which is true. He should have more than four MVPs. Or, right. Um, but he had basically, like I said, won the MVP before the season if he had not got hurt. Yeah. And then it became more apparent during the season when it was like every week there's like a different MVP. Like, oh, this guy could be it. This guy could be it. And LeBron's just out there, same numbers every yeah. night, every week. There's no hot streaks. It's just yeah. LeBron being good the entire season. And mm-hmm. so the injury, it's just like, huh? Yep. So, so Jokic. Yeah. So, so I think the interesting part is going to be, will the Nuggets fall off to the point where they drop down the standings enough, where they say, well, we can't give the MVP to someone whose team is a six seed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or will the fact that Jamal Murray has gone down, if the Nuggets stay afloat at all, people will say, well, look, they lost their second-best player, and Jokic still you know, get, kept them in the playoffs, yeah. kept them out of the play-in tournament. And it could even boost his numbers. Yeah, it probably will. Especially, probably, especially he'll, scoring he'll, numbers. He will have to score more, yeah, mm-hmm. that definitely. So, very interesting thing that's going on there. Uh Let's every once in a while. Let's see. We we'll check in on the standings because they continue to be interesting, especially in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, because the teams from four to ten or so are like a game apart. It's like yeah, two games I think maximum. Yeah. So we got the Seventy Sixers and the Nets tied for first right now. Uh, I think the Nets at full strength are pretty clearly the best team in the NBA. You know, you have your. So I guess that's another thing we talk about is uh, Kyrie missing more games. Mm-hmm. Um, again, pe- people just love to freak out about Kyrie no matter what. 
So he can't take a, you know, he you know, missed a game or two again for uh, what personal reasons. Yeah. I guess. Uh, we need, can we stop? Like, why do people care so much about Kyrie? Like, I get that he's weird and he said, you know, he'll do these things where he kind of just disappears for a little bit in the regular season. He's done for the last, like, year or two. He did the thing in Boston where he said he would resign, and then he ended up not. Right. He requested the trade from Cleveland because he didn't want to play with LeBron anymore. I get that he's, like, a weird guy, and just, but he obviously, like, has things going on in his life. Yeah. So, like, like you know, whoever it is, like, you get your undisputed and uh, first takes that love to go in on the Kyrie narratives because it's the very it's the popular thing to do. People love to talk about Kyrie because it gets attention, it gets views. Mm-hmm. Whatever gets the most views gets uh, continues to be a narrative right on these shows. I think what happened with Kyrie is one of his first weird little things that went viral was him being a flat earther. And I think yes. ever since then, it's just been like, oh, he's a weird guy. Like, it was one of his first public things. Because Kyrie, really, till LeBron got there, no one really thought much of him as a person. It was like, oh, he's a good player yeah, He's a good Cleveland. player, but he didn't really, like, show off a lot of personality. Yeah, we don't it was know LeBron's anything. team. We don't know anything about him. And then him. he got to the Celtics, where he's basically the team leader, and yeah. he got a lot more attention. Yeah, but if one of his first things to come out was, you know player empowerment i should be able to have my off days yeah. then he'd get more people on his side because i think a lot of younger nba fans smarter nba fans obviously you know the first takes stuff whatever that's yeah. people trying to be entertaining and create drama and yeah and that, is, that is the other thing with uh first take and with you know kevin durant started getting into it with like shannon sharp on twitter which yeah kevin durant is tweeting has a uh, Reached another level. Yeah, he's really going off lately. But uh, Kyrie, if he started with that, I think he has more people on his side. But after the flat Earth thing, it's like everything he says. It's like, oh, but you think the Earth's flat? <laughs> Doesn't matter what he says now. So, and also, I, See, think I don't that, even know if he thinks that anymore. If he like ever really believed it, but if yeah, just kind of a thing he, that he says, that's just him, like someone just speculating on the internet. Yeah, maybe he's. Uh, maybe I mean, not. he said it on like a podcast, but like I, th- I know, like the way he said it, kind of like interpreted the and like the way he talked about it later was like. Yeah. Kind of, you know, whether or not he was trying to downplay what he believed that or not, but whatever. he does seem to be someone who's like open to the thought of conspiracy theories, and yeah. he kind of does try to does the galaxy brain thing sometimes. But it's it's not like it's not like he's out here advocating for flat Earth all the time. So yeah. we're kind of past that. And I also think go, the Brooklyn going to Brooklyn with Durant. It was kind of like the super team thing where anyone who's on there is automatically a villain. Yeah. So I think it ramped up especially this year. And him on the Celtics, too, because people just hate the Celtics. So I think it's been a perfect storm of just <laughs> <laughs> everything he's done and yeah. the order he's done it, I think, is, has been uh, not good for his image just based on the way people view basketball players. Yeah. And then you have James Harden, who a lot of people also don't like, and Kevin Durant, who a lot of people also don't like. What's and funny it, about Harden is he's like the opposite of so many players where I'm like, he seems he seems cool, but like the way yeah. he plays is like so annoying, especially when it's against your team, which is like, oh, so many fouls and like that stuff. So Harden's a little different. I don't know anyone who has like personal, straight up personal issues with James Harden, except for maybe the Rockets front office because he seemed to be bad on purpose to get out of a situation. Would you say that the Nets have three of the five most hated players in the NBA when it comes to fans? 
because LeBron mm. is obviously probably it's you can't say the most hated, no. but his he haters was, are was, the most like uh, he was for a time when he's Miami, right? For sure. Um, Durant. I mean, who's? I feel like it's LeBron, Durant, Kyrie, Harden, and uh, Draymond. Do people hate Draymond still? He was. I don't think he's quite good enough to be yeah. that that yeah. Uh, top top of the line hated. Yeah, but I mean that's I mean off the top of your head, I mean that's that's who it is though. I mean anyone else? It's kind of like it's kind of like oh people hate this guy, but like like people make fun of Paul George because of his playoff stuff, but nobody really hates Paul George. No, yeah, he is what he is. Um, So yeah, I mean they Chris Paul maybe is the fifth most hated. Yeah, but it uh, but it's a clear top four. I feel like unless I'm forgetting someone. I think I think that's right. And even then, it's if they're not top four, it's nobody has a collection of three players on any team that have that much hate towards them at all. So. But when they all play together, they have been the best team in the NBA this year, which yes. is very interesting. And they're currently tied for the number one seed with the 76ers. Uh, so if we keep going down the, the standings here, the Bucks are in third still. They're three and a half games behind both of those teams now. So they're falling kind of, you know, kind of solidifying like into that third slot mm-hmm. unless, you know, something happens with one of these top two teams. It's Yeah, right now it's like top two three yeah. and then four through eight four and then nine eight, and then like yeah. nine ten eleven and after eleven or twelve right. it's kind of you start to get like 13 games back so when you're sitting at like let's when you look at nine and ten which are the like the new play in tournament teams it's the the pacers 11 games back of first place the bulls at 14 and a half mm-hmm. and then the raptors are sitting at 16 games back raptors have just had a lot of bad luck this year they are not I mean, they're not even playing in their home country. Yeah. So it's hard to blame them for what's going on there. But then you have the four through eight. The Hawks are currently the four seed, which they've been they've improved greatly since firing Lloyd Pierce and replacing him. Uh, then you have the the Heat, a half game back of them in, in fifth. The Hornets, even though Lamelo is out for the year, uh, nine games back, uh, tied with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Knicks. Yep, right there. The eight seed, nine and a half. Eight seed, and you figure a lot of this, unless someone gets really hot, we have give or take for each team like 17 games left. Mm-hmm. So you, we're getting to the point now. I mean, by the end of the week, if you're you know, four games behind somebody, you're, you're asking a lot because yep. that's, that's the other team being below 500 and you're going above 500. Right. So um, there's kinda, we're starting to kind of create groups here. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I imagine... The at least six, seven, eight will probably come down to the final, like two games, like last game yeah. of the season maybe. Um, the Heat, I don't know about the Heat. They just they've been so inconsistent. I would imagine they're easily top five. The Hawks, they should be top five, and then Charlotte could drop. Boston, I imagine. I'm sort of waiting for the Charlotte drop to like. Eighth. Yeah, they've been they've been hanging on kind of where they were. Boston, mm, I don't know what to think about them. I would think they'd pass Charlotte, maybe you Miami if they think. can win a few games. And the Knicks, they'll be—I mean, they'll be like five, five, five hundred end of the season. So yeah. they'll be six, seven, eight, if I had to guess. So yeah, like that. None of those teams should really threaten the top three. No, it'll really come down to who's the one seed, so that they don't have to play the probably the Bucks, probably mm-hmm. between you know. 
do the Nets or the 76ers get the one seed so that they don't have to play the Bucks in the second round and then also play the other one of those top two mm-hmm. in the conference finals? So like, do you, know, the you get Sixers, to avoid playing both of them? Hmm. I don't know who'd be a worse. I don't know who the be, would be the matchup the Bucks would want because it normally, I mean, you would normally think the Sixers, but the Sixers are shooting so much better this year. They have so much more shooting that I don't know if they really. I don't know if there's either one that really jumps out. I mean, nobody wants to face Brooklyn because they'll have everybody yeah. playing. But see, the Bucks feel like they have a solid. They have the guys that can match up with Brooklyn's guys. So, like theoretically, at least you can have Giannis guard Durant and yeah. Drew Holiday guarding Harden, and you know Middleton can do his best with Kyrie. Because that that is the thing when all those guys are out there, if you can manage to shoot, you know, <laughs> like 55, 60% yeah. as a team, you can hang with them. Um, you pretty much go out and say we're, there's going to be a, a lot of buckets given up. Um, pretty much go out and say we need to score 140, which is generally not a good plan because then you start forcing <laughs> things. But right. that's pretty much what you have to do when all of them are out there because you'll, yeah. you'll get buckets. Like they don't play – great defense those three um and that's that's honestly i feel like help them because each of one of them has been out at some point and so whoever they're plugging in is a defensive upgrade and you're still getting the offense just less spread out basically so harden and Kyrie will put up big numbers whereas you know if katie comes in they'll each put up solid numbers with katie generally being your top scorer yeah so the East is actually a little easier to figure out because you have that obvious top three that probably aren't going to lose to the rest of them. The West, and then you know, obviously you have like the Nets seem like the clear favorite. When it comes to the West, you have still have the Jazz sitting in first place. 40 and 14 now. They've just been shooting out of their minds from three-point range the whole season. They have Rudy Gobert, you know, anchoring the defense, which is always really good in the regular season as well. Right. But then when it comes to the playoffs, they always seem to just not be able to keep it up. Mm -hmm. Teams switch more. You get Rudy Gobert out on the perimeter. Things start to break down. And then they don't really have that, like, secondary scorer mm-hmm. that can pick up the slack for Donovan Mitchell if he doesn't absolutely go off for 40-some points. They're like they're they're kind of like the Bucks of the West in, kind terms of, of. in terms of regular season versus playoffs kind where of. they do their thing, but then you get in a series and teams say, well, we're going to face you at least four or five times. Here's where we know it to adjust. We'll fix it at – we'll fix it, figure it out over a few games, and it just doesn't work out because yeah. they don't have – they don't have enough to just dominate like these other teams do through a whole seven-game yeah. series. Still sitting in the second seed, a game and a half behind the Jazz, and two games up on the three-seeded Clippers, it's still the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul has them. like Wherever Chris Paul goes, wins just come in in bunches. And, but that another thing with the, with the Suns is, outside of Chris Paul, that team is not playoff experienced. Yeah, that's that's generally where that's another team. It's like, well, they're second, but like the top two in the West right now. I'm like, right. no, that could second round. I could go either way. Yeah. Um. And then and then you get to the three seated Clippers, who had their meltdown against Denver last year, mm-hmm. and have kind of they've been okay. They've been good this year, but not 
to like last year's standards where, you know, we fully expected a Lakers Clippers conference finals. This year it's kind of up in the air. Now <laughs> for both of them. <laughs> right. Now sitting at number four is the Nuggets, who would have done a lot to get in the way of that uh Clippers uh Lakers conference finals again. Yeah. Now Jamal Murray's torn his ACL. Now that's a team that, you know, if you're, you know, the, one of those middle seeds, that's a team you kind of want to stay there because that's a that's someone right. you probably want to face in the playoffs because that's if you get one or one game more or less in the standings, you end up facing you know the Lakers or the Clippers. Yeah, and then you get to the Lakers who have dropped down to number five with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron's injuries. With them still not being back, right? As far as I know, mm-hmm. they are not back. AD is, is, I think, soon. I think he has like a, a pretty good timetable. Yeah. LeBron is like weeks. Not that close, yeah. yeah. Then you have the Trailblazers are the last team that are above that play-in spot. And the Trailblazers are playing really well mm-hmm. because they've, they've added uh, Norman Powell, who's been really playing well for them. He's been playing out of his mind this year after getting traded from Toronto. Uh, they've gotten back Yusuf Nurkic. So they're kind of running at full strength. I don't know if they have Zach Collins back from injury. Like, he's been injured a good bit of his career. But everyone else, at least. like, So the Trailblazers are in a team to watch out for. Although, And then you have the Mavericks sitting at 7, who are dangerous because of Luka and that offense. John Morant and the Grizzlies at 8. And then right now, the teams that would be in the play-in tournament with them would be the Spurs and the Warriors, with the Warriors being one game up on the Pelicans. Mm. The Pelicans getting in the play-in tournament would be interesting. But yeah. also the Warriors, and you got to face Steph Curry in a play-in tournament, right. one game against uh, Steph. Yeah, the West is definitely rough. way more interesting. If they, you know, depending on who's still there, I imagine it'll be similar to this. I would like to see the Spurs. Really... I'd like to see the Spurs fall out in favor of the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, cause that that could be a really great plan. But I don't I don't look at these standings and the teams that are here now with Jamal Murray going down with uh, for the season. I'm still looking at this and I'm thinking, Clippers Lakers decides mm-hmm. it. Yeah, but if, yeah, if the Lakers get healthy, I just can't. It's hard to trust the Jazz and the, and the Suns until you see it happen. Yeah, because if the Lakers get healthy and LeBron and AD come back and are you know even close to their normal selves. I'm putting them in the conference finals. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Clippers, I'm not sure about. You know, that's one of those things where you know, take that group and prove that you can do it with this group. Right. And they made some tweaks, so hopefully those tweaks fix what happened last year. Even though yeah. last year was, um, I don't want to say a fluke, but yeah, to be, have that lead, have that lead to clinch it and then blow it and then lose the rest of the entire series. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they I mean they blew it up, so it's maybe the same it's the same thing with Utah and Phoenix though, where it's like prove that you can do it. Yeah. And that's what keeps those teams like Denver was on their way to becoming like that that top of the West. Because you think back, you know, the Warriors were just that fun team. Similar to how the people look at the Nuggets right now, yeah. until they want a title. Even before K D, they want a title and it's like, Oh, okay, this is like serious now. Yeah. And the Nuggets were on their way to that, but that's over now and I'm you know, I don't trust Utah. No, they do it. Phoenix, they'll be fun, but mm. it's hard. To, it's hard to trust it when it hasn't been done. Exactly. Devin Booker's never played a playoff game. Chris Paul is notorious for losing in the second round. Yeah, and one of those teams, you know, one of the 
the Jazz or someone. They might get to the finals even, but yeah. even then it's... Mm. One of those teams is probably running into, into Brooklyn. Yeah. And if it's not LeBron or Kawhi and Paul George, I'm certainly not taking... I mean, I'm probably not taking the Clippers over the Nets. You give me the healthy Lakers, that's really like... If it's not Lakers... Nets in the finals, I would say it's probably pretty predictable mm-hmm. either way. Because if you see the 76ers or the Bucks make the finals against the Lakers, I'm taking the Lakers yeah, pretty easily. Lakers Nets is the most interesting matchup by far. Yeah. Well, now, if, I mean, let's just, say if it's having... neither of the Lakers or the Nets, it gets interesting. Yeah, then it's like, you know. Then you, so then you have to you really do need to see who it is to break down matchups. Right. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, the Nets. That I I think I agree. The Nets. I I cannot. I just cannot imagine the Nets not making, not making it out. Yeah. And you get you know, unless there's injuries. The, and even yes, and even once the Lakers get there, LeBron will most likely do his thing that he does in the finals, okay. especially with that team like that team playing defense. I mean, LeBron will put up numbers. Yeah. Uh and then from then on, it's like, can your defense be the Lakers' defense we've seen the past couple year year and a half or so? So that's that's what it'll come down to. Mm. It would be fun to see LeBron beat a team with Kevin Durant with superstars. That would <laughs> because be in Cleveland, he had, and Kyrie, and Kyrie, because with that, there'd, there'd be storylines galore. Because in Cleveland, oh, yeah. he just had no shot against that Warriors team. When you went in, it's like. LeBron's going to put up his 40 points, triple-double, yeah. and then lose by 10 points. <laughs> That'll be fun to see uh, the people that talk about how LeBron and Kyrie couldn't beat Kevin Durant in stars. So then Kyrie went and teamed up with Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and whatever happens there, man, that's probably what the fi- – I'd root for that finals at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. You know, The Nets probably have to lose two of their big three to mm-hmm. not – make the finals and then it might even it it might even be which two are you losing yes if you're losing Kyrie and one of the other two I think they can still they can still make the finals Mm -hmm. if all if the only one left is Kyrie no it's not gonna happen but he might make make the eastern if you have Kevin Durant or James Harden uh I think you're still probably the favorite to beat the 76ers or mm-hmm. the Bucks with Harden if it let's if you go one by one I'd say Harden they probably lose to the Sixers uh, I, I'm at least I'm that's I'm less confident in them getting by with Harden than I am with KD yes with KD I'd say they definitely make the Eastern Conference Finals and then they they if he plays well and like he gets some players to play well around him they can scrap their way through six, seven games right. against whoever. I would still pick them if it were only Harden, mm-hmm. but it'd be it'd be interesting. I yeah. want to see more of like Harden's how they just play someone. Just I just Harden, it's yeah. hard for me to trust him as the right. Guy. He does he has because he's been the guy and he's it hasn't been the worked. Playoff guy. Same with Chris Paul, yeah. where it's like you've been you've been the guy or you've been one of the top two, three guys, and it's it's never happened for you. So yeah, so that's that. Yeah, it, again. If it's not Lakers and Nets, I'd be I'll be disappointed, honestly. The the healthy Lakers yeah, when it's not, and the healthy Yeah, Nets. when it's not the best finals you could get, you know. Right. Unless it's the Knicks making it out. Yeah. Playing defense. That's how you win in the playoffs is defense. And you know who the 
one of the best defenses is. We don't need to say who's the best. Don't give me numbers, but who looks the best on defense right now? It's the Knicks. I tell you why the Knicks look the best on defense because they also score some of the least amount of points. So their game will be like ninety to eighty-five. You're like, wow, that team. It's like Detroit Pistons, two thousand four stuff. Exactly, right yeah. exactly. That's a great defense. Comparable what... teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you know Julius Randle. We were talking about the MVP conversation. I mean, listen, a couple triple doubles last week. You, you know, look out. Sure. Ah, just sit my yoo-hoo over here. Mm. <laughs> yoo-hoo chocolate drink. You can't beat it. Not a sponsor, by the way. No, no sponsor. Anyway, yeah, that's your NBA update for the week. Um, let's see. We got the NFL. The NFL switching sports. NFL draft comes up in about two weeks and two days. I want to say. Mm, yeah. Now it'll be on Thursday. So yeah. yeah I want to preface. Yeah. First of all, we should probably talk about the fact that. Um. There may not be a show next week. Oh man, they're pro- we, I think we just chalk it up to there's not going to be a show next there, week. Yeah, there's there is no show until further notice. <laughs> so, and then after that week is, I believe finals week here. So we'll see about that show. Mm. But we can chalk up next week's not going to happen because, I mean, second second doses of uh, vaccines coming for your boys here. Yeah, we can maybe do a terrible Skype call, like, 15-minute, <laughs> hey, with our fever dreams. But um, <laughs> right now, see, what would be funny is I'm just totally fine after the second one. That'd be very interesting. Because, like, I, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, the second one messes you up. But yeah. if my first one was bad, is the second one bad, too? Like, I don't... We don't uh, it's supposed to be worse. No, it's supposed to be worse. No blood clots, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> that was a whole thing. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, I think personally, we kind of talked about it on the show before that the sweet spot for NFL draft rumors is not two or so days before the draft. You get your, like the day of you get like Adam Schefter breaks. Who's like officially going to be the first and second picks of the draft. That's not source says that's like, I'm telling you this team is doing this. Yeah. So you get like the day of maybe the day before, but Kind of the day before to, like, the three days before that, a lot of smoke screens going on. And I think the smoke screens have already started started to come up because you're starting to see stuff about, well, maybe the 49ers will take Kyle Pitts at number three uh, instead of a quarterback. It's like you did not trade <laughs> those first-round picks for a tight end. Right, you of all the teams. You just didn't do it. <laughs> So I think we're in the sweet. We're starting to like exit the sweet spot for the rumors, where we start to get a little more noise. Mm-hmm. People are starting to throw things around, trying to get their narratives out there for their trade talks or whatever it may be. Agents are starting to talk a lot to try to get their guys up the board or to avoid a team or something, whatever it may be. So I think this is a, a time. I'm going to throw out my top ten mock draft here. I'm not going to go through the whole first wow. draft because I'm not going to act like I know anything past that. <laughs> Which version is this? Is this 1.0? Yes. Okay. 1.0. 2.0 next week when we <laughs> when, when we, we definitely do our show. Yeah, definitely. So we're starting out. Number one pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is pretty obvious here. 
Mac Jones, Alabama. No. <laughs> I was going to make the same joke. <laughs> no, obviously Trevor Lawrence will be going number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, had an interesting story this week. He got married over the weekend. and uh, <laughs> What a time to get married. Right. So that's, uh, when, that's when you drop the story, you know. Is this a distraction? For Trevor Lawrence, pre-draft, Having, uh, you know, maybe the Jets maybe drop something. Say, hey, listen, like this guy's got character issues. He's getting married. Is he vaccinated? The draft. Is yeah. he vaccinated? What's that about? You know, maybe let him drop to us. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, you never know. Anyway, uh, the Jaguars Twitter, a good friend, a uh, friend of mine actually, uh, Eric Eric Dillard, Dilla as he's known in the <laughs> Jaguars circles, the the source man himself, uh, the target employee that has Jaguars sources better than some Jaguars reporters for some reason. Mm. Uh, Organized Jaguars Twitter to get uh, some items on Trevor Lawrence's wedding registry, so that was that was fun. Hmm. And it was like way too much. Like there was like a toaster for a couple, like maybe two hundred dollars or so. They ended up getting like five thousand dollars, and uh, you know basically said that uh, you know he would donate. You know, get in touch with Trevor Lawrence and like, hey, what, where should I donate this money to? <laughs> so that was an interesting story. But anyway, yeah, I I think the Jaguars are going to pick Trevor Lawrence. Safe to assume. Yeah. Number two, it sure looks like the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Yeah. Uh, probably, it could be the right pick. Justin Fields is there, but we've kind of, Justin Fields has just kind of exited the narrative. For, yeah, he's uh, really, he's been dropping a pick a pick every week, it seems like. Yeah. So, we're going to go with Zach Wilson, number two. Number three. I still can't believe that this is the prevailing rumor. It seems like it's going to happen. Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama, mm. number three, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. I got to know who's doing his publicity. Pub- uh, wow. Publicity. Publicity. Who's who's just – who is – who's putting feelers out there for him? I don't know. Who's getting the stories out? Because Mac Jones, I mean, it's oh, – I don't get yeah. it. So, number four pick – Falcon, the Atlanta Falcons, they seem they're interested in trading down. I'm not going to get into trades in this. Uh, we talked about it with Charles McDonald on the show last week uh, about whether you know the differences in opinions between the GM and the coach, whether to pick Trey Lance or Kyle Pitts. I'm going to say that the coach wins out, and Kyle Pitts is the pick here at number four, not Trey Lance, not Justin Fields. Number five. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU, to the Bengals. Uh, team and backup with Joe Burrow. That seems mm. like the pick. That seems like the rumor that's going around. Okay. Sixth, the Dolphins. They trade it back down. They're going to get a guy that they could have picked at number three, but now they're going to get him at number six with that added first-round pick. Uh, Panay Sewell, mm. offensive tackle from Oregon. Okay. Number seven, I'm saying the Lions go wide receiver with Jalen Waddell to replace Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Number eight, now that the Panthers have traded for Sam Darnold, I'm going to say pass on Trey Lance here, and they go with Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle from TCU. I believe it's from TCU. Sorry if I got that wrong. But number nine is where I'm going to say Trey Lance goes to the Denver Broncos. The next, 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 next John Elway. Oh, man. And then I'm going to round out the top ten with the Dallas Cowboys taking Patrick Sertan the second corner from Alabama okay the one thing I'm interested in is the Bengals I think they should take an offensive lineman they probably should 
they should take Sewell, but it looks like they're Slater or whatever. But they, you know, I get, you know, A.J. Green's gone, so you're kind of looking at Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, mm. but you don't really have an offensive line. And yeah. Joe Burrow it doesn't matter. blew out his knee from it, getting sacked. It doesn't matter like, who you're throwing to if you don't have time to throw it to them. Right. Or establish a run game to be able to pass the ball. So right. I, I don't know. It's the Bengals, though. I'm used to them just messing it up. It's what they do. Yeah. The Bungles. They'll be the Cincinnati Bungles. The Bungles. Forever. I mean, they, the reason they got Burrow right is because it's like he was, the, it was obvious the obvious pick to to take. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna give him credit for that. But. And it may, and honestly, looking back in hindsight, it might not end up being the obvious pick because you never know. Justin Herbert already looks better. He does look. Really Tua good. was probably a little bit better than he was last. Like maybe not, but you know. You can argue still yeah. that in the end, Tua will be the better player than Burrow. He could be. I'm not going to bet on that. Based on I'm last Tua year, guy, I'd, I'd give Burrow more upside. Right. But because Tua, mm, I don't know about Tua's health. Yeah. It's his, or his, his stability. Like, and t- <laughs> Justin Herbert looks like the most sure thing at this point. Yeah. And like before Joe Burrow's senior Heisman season, Justin Herbert looked like the number one pick until he had kind of a struggling senior year. Mm-hmm. And even when you look back at, like, I, I think I saw Charles McDonald that we had on the show last week talk about how he was looking at Panay Sewell's film and he was like, this is not the same Justin Herbert. Right. Where did this guy that played for the Chargers come from? Yeah. So we'll see, be interesting. We'll see what happens there. So that's our show. Yeah. So no show next week. I would just bet on yeah just bet on that which also i would bet on uh justin fields being over pick four and a half in the draft by the way looking Ooh. like uh, turning on your uh vested interest look at the odds there for on your ent- uh, for entertainment purposes for, only right but i would bet on there being no show next week it could be the last show for a while multiple months if we don't do one in two weeks right so we'll see what happens there's a chance that our next show will be the world will be very different. It yeah. will be like August, September. Yes. If not, there we'll have one more show. We could bring back our live studio audience. Yeah. And Alaska might not be a state. Who knows? Hopefully not. <laughs> we'll yeah. see. Highly disputed. WSHC Shepherdstown, the voice of Shepherd University, Dylan Bishop, Ryan Stickle. Sorry, Alaska. Yeah. Actually, well, not that sorry. No, <laughs> not at all.